Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome back, friends. This is the You Can Tell the Children podcast with your host, Meredith Steidler, bringing you episode number 64. Last week, we talked about our theme verse, which comes from Deuteronomy 6, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and might. And today, we get to hear how kids just automatically do this. They worship God with their whole being. I'm so eager to introduce you to our guest today, Fred McNaughton, who's been bringing the joy of the Lord to children through silly songs for so many years. After listening today, you'll want to check out our show notes at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. This is where you'll find all of Fred's info, his songs, events, and more. And while you're there, you can go ahead and subscribe to our podcast so you can be sure not to miss an episode. We'd also love to talk to you about how you can bring even more joy into the lives of children in your circle of influence. At BibleToSchool.com, scroll down to the bottom and click on Contact Us. We'll get you the information you need to explore bringing a Bible to school to your community. Are you ready to hear how laughter earns you credibility in the eyes of a child? Let's jump on over to Corey's conversation with Fred right now. Well, I'm so excited, Fred, to have you with us today. You are a good friend of mine. We've been doing things together for a while. And you have a popular Christian radio show just called Get Up and Go. And you get up and go, don't you? I do. I get up every morning at three o'clock and I'm usually at work by four. And we're on the radio from somewhere around quarter of six till nine o'clock. I have co-hosts, several of them, uh, Mindy and Annie and Ellie and Olivia. We have a lot of fun. So we play contemporary Christian music. We do local features, local news, and we interview local guests, a lot like Corey from Bible School. You're one of our favorites to come in. Thank you. You have to say that because it's our podcast, but yes. <laughs> but it's so true because I, and I tell you this all the time, the best guests that we have are the guests who love what they're doing and share that. And mm -hmm. our listeners hear that enthusiasm and they hear that you love the Lord and love what you're doing. And that comes across. So you're great at that. Thanks, Fred. Well, our list, my listeners don't know you that well. So can you introduce yourself? Tell us about your family. Tell us about uh, your radio station. Sure. My name's Fred McNaughton. I've been at WJTL since 1984. Started there just part-time and then did overnights. And then pretty much I've done every shift and now I do mornings. In addition, I'm the station manager as well. Recently named the president because our president, Tim Landis, just retired. Great staff. Many of our staff have been there very long. John Shirk has been there as long as I have. Lisa Landis has been there for 30 years. Mindy and Christy for 20 years. Stacy for 20 years. So we have a long-lived staff. It's, it's like a family. We love what we do. But what about your regular family? Well, I'll get to that. I just okay, say, go ahead. The whole <laughs> idea of WJTL is Christ Community Music. So we're sharing Christ with our community through music. We do a lot of things in the community. Last night, we were at the New Holland Parade. We have Kids Cookie Break. 
We have lots of events that we go out to and we love that. Well, we're going to talk about Kids Cookie Break in a minute, but I want to hear about your family. My wife, Sharon, and I have been married for 43 years. We have been together since I was 14. 14? Uh, when I was 14. She was 15. We got married very young. We have eight children, seven grandchildren. All of our kids live nearby, so we get to see them. In fact, just got back from miniature golfing with our grandson, Paxton. Sharon and I took him to his very first miniature golf time. Oh, wow. And our kids love miniature golf. I am not a miniature golfer. I just don't have the patience with any type of golf, but it's a good grandparent thing to do. It was really fun. Cool. Well, one of the things I, I wanted our, our listeners to know, they are grandparents and parents and moms and dads and aunts and uncles. You have another area of expertise. We've talked about your radio position there at WJTL, but also you are a musician and you specialize in silly songs for kids, which I love. You have albums, you even go on the road, on road shows. Tell us about that. And how did you get into that? Long ago, I used to sing for adults and I used to sing for youth groups and all different ages. And then because we have eight children, you know, we got roped into teaching Sunday school. So uh, <laughs> we had three and four year old Sunday school and I started to sing. And because I had already been leading worship for youth group, leading worship for adults, I realized that there wasn't a lot of worship for kids. And we were expecting our middle schoolers and our high schoolers to be worshipers, but they really hadn't had any time learning what that meant. So I sort of made it my mission to lead worship for kids. And oh. so on Sunday morning, I would lead for, you know, whether it was elementary, middle school, youth group, three and four-year-old Sunday school, whatever it was, I thought by the time they get to youth group, I want them to know how to worship. Awesome. Then there won't be that disconnect. Like, why aren't our youth group kids worshiping? Uh -huh. Well, now they're learning to worship. And through that, I learned a lot about worship. And one major thing I learned is that Kids worship with their entire body. Yes. Their entire being. So <laughs> when you say love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, kids are all about that. They're so, all in. <laughs> yeah, all in. So the more I could make songs that involved movement, jumping, clapping, singing along, it allowed kids to worship with their entire being, with their entire body. So by the time, you know, we get to be adults, Maybe we don't need to jump up and down and clap and do all that, although I love that still as an adult. But definitely as a kid, it is a way to worship. Throw your whole body, your whole being, your whole voice, your whole soul into doing it. I never knew that about you, Fred. That I learned something as well today. That is awesome because at Bible to School, during the middle of school day, we teach the Bible, but we're also teaching them to worship too. And yeah. you're right. It's it's they gotta they gotta move. They gotta move around and they gotta oh, yeah, get involved. But you definitely have a thing about silly stuff. And I love that you have such a great sense of humor. You always make me laugh. Oh, thank you. Yes. And you clearly love music, of course, but you also have humor for it's rare that you can do a humor for adults and children at the same time, like very VeggieTale-like. I, I call you that your songs are very VeggieTale-like. I mean, you have something like Bob the Snowman. Um, yep. My mom is, is a pirate is another name of one of your, your songs. I think that one's hilarious. I, I laughed at that you. one. But you do have some biblical ones. And like you said, you're a worship leader. Floating Zoo was my kid's favorite. It goes on and on. So 
like you said, how did you start making these silly songs and even silly Bible songs? Where does it come from? A lot of the silliest songs I've written, I've written with Stephen Courtney. Floating Zoo is an example. He wrote that originally, and then I added on some things, and we kind of did it together. We have probably written, I don't know, somewhere in the nature of 60 to 80 songs together. Some of them uh, we've written on email. And honestly, Corey, we wrote them to try to make each other laugh. And really? so we would send emails. So let's take a song like 42 Monkeys. So one of us came up with the title 42 Monkeys. So then Steve sent to me, 42 Monkeys Tried to Steal My Mom. And so I'd be at the radio station in the morning and I'd get this email from Steven, 42 Monkeys Tried to Steal My Mom. And I'd laugh. And I wasn't necessarily thinking so much about writing the song as I was trying to make Steve laugh when he got the email back. So I would send back, tried to take her to the monkey prom. And I hit send. And <laughs> through the course of our lives, that's how we've written the lyrics to a lot of our songs. And a lot of times we're just trying to make each other laugh. Now, sometimes we actually write a song like that sitting in a room and we just go back and forth. How can we write a song like that? So it's great to have someone like him, one to bounce ideas off of. And he is such a great songwriter and somebody who, who I really admire and love and am a good friends with. And then when I'm by myself, a lot of times I just get crazy ideas. My mom is a pirate. My mom is 96 years old. She still lives alone. She does her own shopping. She does her own cooking. She does her own cleaning. And so I love to tell the story to the kids that when I was their age, my mom worked at a bank. But long ago, before smartphones or the internet or Zoom or electricity or cars or airplanes, my mom was a pirate. And <laughs> it's fun because kids aren't sure whether they know I'm kidding or not kidding. And then usually I say something like, Boys and girls, do you think my mom is really a pirate? And some of them say yes, yeah, some of them say no. I say, well, no, because last year she got traded to the Phillies. <laughs> I get it. Baseball. Boom, boom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the whole idea is that we're supposed to love our moms, even if our moms are crazy, <laughs> even if our moms are weird, but especially mm -hmm. if our moms are pirates. So it's a fun song that reminds kids that we're supposed to love one another, especially our parents even if we don't always get them or understand them, and even if it, we suspect maybe at one point in their life, they were a pirate. So you have a little bit of a, a message in there for them, for each one of these. Oh yeah, I love imagination. And I think imagination is very important. A lot of my songs are like a children's book. We've written Elmer's Electric Tricycle. We've written 42 Monkeys. We've written uh, King Squid. And they're stories, but a lot of times they, teach a good message. Sometimes they're just crazy silly mm -hmm. um, and get you to move around. You know, mm -hmm. I have one rocket to the moon and I say to the kids, we're going to pretend that we're going to the moon to do a concert. And on the moon, they say, Iki Laki, Uki Laki, Hootie Hoo. And I get them to repeat that till they could say it. And they say, Iki Laki, Uki Laki, Hootie Hoo. On the moon, that means I love you. <laughs> and then I do the song and it gets to that part. They sing along with that part. And it just gets them to thinking, what if we did go to the moon and what would that be like? And how could you say, I love you? Right. On the moon. On the moon. Absolutely. I love the imagination part because kids, God gave them imaginations. You want to engage those imaginations. And sometimes it's hard for parents and grandparents to kind of get down at that level. But your songs, 
allow us to do that. That's what I loved about it. In the car with my kids, they're singing along, floating zoo, like Noah took the animals two by two. And it's very catchy. And uh, rather than have secular songs that are nice, you know, we have some Bible songs that are fun and they they want to listen to them over and over again. So that that's awesome. And if you think about your favorite speaker or your favorite comedian or even maybe your favorite TV shows, a lot of times there's a laugh. And then after the laugh, there's the meat of it, the seriousness. Sure. Of it. So a lot of times if you can get kids and parents to laugh and then there's an opportunity to deliver a message because their apprehensions are down. Right. And that that's what I was going to ask you. Why do you think they're effective? Because they're that because they're laughing and they're just more relaxed? Well, I do think the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I think being joyful and happy is a part of being a believer. I do think that laughter is something that brings down walls. It helps us to connect with one another. It brings down inhibitions. Sometimes if we can laugh at ourselves, we can learn something about ourselves. Too. Oh, yeah. But I, I agree. I think there is something about having fun and laughter that helps then when you're talking about a song with a message that maybe you've earned some credibility to share that message. Well, and the other thing is if you're laughing along with your children, with your grandchildren, that just has a stronger bond together. Sharing a laugh together is just bonding. You're connecting. That's the main, main thing you want to do. Well, you are good at that. Oh, thank you. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. Why is Romans called Romans? As adults, we probably take the names of the books of the Bible for granted. But to a child, it could be a curious thing. After all, the naming of the books is not consistent. Some are named after the people who wrote them, others after the main character in the book, and others after actions. This question is a terrific opportunity to explain that a number of the New Testament books are the letters Paul wrote to the various churches in different cities, like Rome, and how he cared for and discipled them through his writing. Paul's teaching to these churches is still applicable and so impactful to our churches today. You and your wife, you said earlier, you raised eight children. Eight kids, adulthood. How about that? Wow. Well, you're my hero because I'm <laughs> trying to get through three. But you, I mean, you're really busy. I mean, you're you're at the radio station, and then you're also doing these. You kind of went on tour, is that right? You, you go to different. What, what do you well, do? I'm sort with of that? always doing concerts. I mean, I do like fifty plus concerts a year, and I'll sing it. Churches, schools, libraries, festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, over COVID, it was like this. It was over Zoom. You did concerts over Zoom. Oh, yeah. A lot of them. A lot of the library concerts, a lot of the school concerts were just like this with me and you and oh. classrooms of kids. Wow. That's really cool. I did not know that. Yeah, it was uh, really fun. But I like I like really live concerts better. Yeah. Yeah. You can connect with them. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> But but you were doing all those things and you were doing albums too. So how did you do that and, and manage that, you and your wife, time-wise? I mean, you were, you had to balance a lot. I don't know. I say to my wife all the time, how did we do it? <laughs> now we're just tired thinking about it you know, <laughs> now that they're all raised. But I mean, I think at the time, God gives you grace for what you're going through. And there were certainly great times and tough times. But I'd say we love each other and we made it work. And a lot yeah. of times when, when my kids were younger, I would take them with me. 
Oh. So the other day I was at the Denver fair and I called my daughter, Kyla, and I said, hey, I was thinking a lot about you today because I was singing at the Denver fair. Remember the last time we sang at the Denver fair from the time uh, Kyla was probably about five until she was probably a junior in college, she was singing with me. And the great thing about that is she and I got to spend a lot of time in the car alone. Something that a lot of the kids didn't get. You know, mm-hmm. we we had a lot of time to talk, a lot of alone time. And so going all the way back to my second oldest charity, she did it with me till she went to college. And a lot of times Ethan and Emmett and Tom would help out as well. And then Kyla came on and she helped. And then Zach came on. He helped until he went to college. And then pretty much I had no other kids to draw on. So that's pretty much when I started doing the ukulele one man band. Because I didn't have any more kids to go along. But I think the cool thing for me looking back is that it allowed me to spend a lot of one-on-one time or sometimes two-in-one time Mm. with with some of the kids in the car, stopping on the way home and getting a burger and talking. And that was just important as doing the concerts. Oh, that's great. I love that, that bringing the whole family involved. Now, you have experienced through this, through your, it's really a ministry that you do with these kids and the songs. And you've experienced lives changed for Christ. Tell us about that. What God stories do you have? I think the ones that stick with me, and and I think you could appreciate this, and having been at WJTL since 1984 and having been singing for kids for over 20 years, like the other day when I was singing, there was a young man, he was probably near 30. And after the concert, I went down and he was like, man, that was my childhood. He said, all of a sudden, I was six years old again. And I was listening to Kids Cookie Break and listening to Floating Zoo and listening to the coffee song. And I don't know if I can put this into words or not, but I just sing silly songs with a ukulele. I never imagined that I would have the impact on somebody for almost the entirety of their life, where at 30 years of age, they could smile at me and they become very childlike and say, man, that made a big impact on me. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Children is such little time. You just don't even know that it's going to impact them for the rest of their lives. And, and you bring a positive message in, through your songs. And that's what I wanted our listeners to hear and to un- understand that when you get involved with a ch- child's life, you're affecting generations. You're ex- not only affecting their lives, but generations. Because you're gonna, they're gonna bring God into their lives, into their kids' lives. And he he transcends all that. And we get to shine our light, whether it's a whether it's a song about your mom being a pirate or whether it's a song about worshiping the Lord and lift, lifting up his name. If we are tied in to the Holy Spirit and allowing him to work through us. That light shines. It absolutely does. Wow. Well, tell me something else. What is the top song that is requested most? Do you know? Well, I think it depends. I mean, Lisa said that, you know, the coffee song is definitely requested a lot. If coffee smells so good, why does it taste so bad? I want to know that. I definitely do. (laughs) So that's another song Steve and I wrote, and I know that gets requested a lot. A Wooga gets requested. Floating Zoo gets requested. My Mom is a Pirate gets requested. So I think it just depends. I know I I go and I look on Spotify and see, and it just depends what's going Mm -hmm. on as, as to what songs are getting the most play or not. So our listeners, they can find you on Spotify. Where else can they find you, Fred? On Spotify, if they type Fred, P-H-R-E-D-D, they can find me. 
or they can go to Fred Central, also P-H-R-E-D-D, central.com. And there's links there to where they could find my videos, my songs, and all that kind of stuff. Great, great. Well, you mentioned a Wooga song. Yes. And I would love to have a treat. Would you mind treating our listeners and doing a, a little excerpt from the a Wooga song, please? I would love to. So the whole idea of this is one day, my daughter Kyla and I were driving in the car. And we saw one of those old bumper stickers, Hunk If You Love Jesus. And all of a sudden, saying amen when somebody says something from God's word turned into Hunk If You Love Jesus. And she and I wrote the song in the car on the way to a football game. So the idea is if you hear something from God's word that you agree with, you say instead of amen, like they might say at your church, right? Or like Bible to school, you say, Awooga. And when we say Awooga, we pretend we're driving our car. So it goes like this. So I have my ukulele with me. I have my harmonic with me. And I have my suitcase kick drum. So this is the one man band thing. Here we go. Do you believe in Jesus? You all say Awooga. And do you trust his word? Awooga. Did he die to save you? You all say, Awooga. And does he live in you? Awooga. Beep, beep. Awooga, beep. Awooga, beep, beep. Awooga, hallelujah. Beep, 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 beep. Awooga, beep, beep. Awooga, beep, beep. Awooga, hallelujah. Beep, beep. One more time. Awooga, hallelujah. Beep, beep. Two more times. Awooga, hallelujah. Beep, beep. One more time. Awesome. <laughs> I can't sing, but I really admire people who do. And that was awesome. So oh, thank you. It's so much fun seeing <laughs> kids doing the hand motions and singing along and just really experiencing that joy. I, yes. I love that. Well, we experienced joy today listening to you, Fred. So I, we have to get going here, but I would love for you to end us in prayer if you don't I mind. I would love to. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Father, we are so blessed to know you, so blessed to be used by you, so blessed to have your joy certainly be our strength. We're so exceptionally blessed to know your love and know your forgiveness and know your grace. Help us to be filled with that love. Help us to extend it to others. Help us to extend that same grace that you've given to us. Help us to serve and help us to share all that we know of you with those around us. Lord, whether we're singing silly songs, whether we're reading library books or whether we're reading the Bible or whether we're worshiping you. Help us to do that in your spirit and with love and with your joy through us. I pray for everybody listening today that they would know you and know that joy and have it just shine that light through them in all that they say and do. Thank you for Corey. Bless Bible to School. Bless the ministry. Bless all the workers and all the volunteers as they continue to serve you. Touch the kids' lives with your word. We love you so much and thank you for this opportunity. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Every time I see a Jesus bumper sticker from now on, I'm totally going to think of the Yawuga song. How about you? Have you ever heard Floating Zoo or My Mom's a Pirate? I just love how Fred combines his passion for Jesus, children, and music and creates these silly songs for us that give kids an outlet to express their joy with all their being. What an amazing way to connect and teach kids to worship. To hear more of Fred's songs, 
be sure to visit Bible2School.com. That's Bible2School.com. And click on the Resources tab. You'll find our show notes with all the links you need from today's episode. We would also love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe to our podcast and blog and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Bible2School. Finally, don't forget to stop in right here next week when we'll be hearing from one of our very own Bible to School leaders on the topic of forgiveness. So until then, soak in these gorgeous fall colors with those precious kids of yours in your life. And remember, you can tell the children about the love of Jesus.